Well, good morning. We, uh, at this time, we're going to be transitioning to our first focus for this morning. Um, and what our first, fo- first focus is, uh, if you are new to church or if you've been invited today, is it's an opportunity for us as a church um, to accomplish a couple things. Uh, first is to, to celebrate what God is doing. Scripture, a lot of times that we see, uh, calls its hearers to remember what God has done, to remember the way that God has delivered his people, has protected his people, has provided for his people. Uh, and so we want to dedicate time in our quarterly, this is our first of four, quarterly uh, first focus meetings throughout 2020 to remember the ways that God has, has shown up in incredible ways, that his love has been just that his grace has been displayed, that he's provided for our church in so many different ways. Uh, The second thing that we want to accomplish this morning is we want to affirm vision and direction and ministry in this this gathering time. It's very easy sometimes as soon as uh, our 930 service goes out, especially with our kiddos, it's like a a race and they're shot off to all different parts of the church. So we want to make sure that we are here communicating uh, what we need to to our church congregation. Uh, the third is to conduct any business, church business, whether that be votes or, or discussions that need to be had, and also spend time praying together. One of the things that we've said for 2019 is that we wanted to be a people of prayer and a people of the word, uh, and that's still true today. So we want to make sure that we spend that time praying, that we spend that time corporately praying uh, for the things that we believe God is leading us to for 2020. So today's topics that you'll see on the screen here uh, is share purpose and communication avenues. We're going to be working on how we can better communicate to you in our church, how we can clarify what it is that we're trying to accomplish uh, in both our ministries and in our church as a whole. Uh, We have a couple different votes. We're going to have an annual vote on our budget here shortly that Tom's going to be walking us through. Uh, Our debt retirement initiative uh, that that Doug is going to give us some information on. Uh, Our spiritual focus for 2020. And then, like I said, we're going to spend some time in prayer. And so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to celebrate and remember what God has done. Uh, what one of the things that we tried to do uh, as we were preparing for this is we wanted to hear stories of, of celebration, hear things that people were thankful for uh, within our church. We asked people on our staff, we asked people in the office, we asked people on our elder team, on our deacon team, and our other ministry leaders to say, hey, what is the ways that you've seen God at work? What are the ways that you are thankful for God at work in your life? And here's a couple of those responses. I'm going to read them out, and I wanted you to just to kind of think about that. And one of the things I'm going to challenge you to is, as we leave here is this is not something that we do once every couple months and forget about it. If you have a story of the way that God has worked, maybe it's in a community group. Maybe you've seen God just show up in incredible ways, answer prayers, walk through tough decisions. We would love to hear that if you're willing to share it. So maybe we can next, our next first focus, we can share that story of God's faithfulness, of God's goodness. We can share that maybe with our social, in our social media so other people can see the way, God, the way that God is working in First Baptist Church of Zealand. So our first one here. This says, I'm thankful for our children's ministry leaders and teachers who show worth and value to my kids as they teach them about Jesus. I'm thankful for the men and women God has used to help lead our church and worship each Sunday. I'm thankful for a team of elders, pastors who humbly seek the Lord's will for our church body and to seek above all to bring glory to the name of Jesus in order to change lives. I'm thankful for those that are involved in community groups. Our group continue to build stronger relationships with one another and has had the privilege to walk through some trials together. God is definitely working through his people. I see the Church Benevolent Fund providing for people with financial needs in our community. This is all due to the love our church has for one another and is allowing FBCZ to truly love our neighbor. Praise be to God. 
I'm thankful for the families in our church who have adopted and or involved in foster care. This is a great example of God's unconditional love. I'm thankful for those who gave sacrificially to debt retirement through the end of the year giving. I'm thankful for our safety and security team who work behind the scenes to keep our congregation safe. I'm thankful for the missionaries that our church supports locally and around the world who have such a diverse group of missionaries, and I'm thankful for how God is using each of them and how we get to partner with them. I'm thankful for many who serve faithfully at FBCZ. I'm thankful for a leadership team that has common objectives for our fellowship. I'm thankful for the people that come to FBCZ and find their place to serve and fellowship in our congregation. And that was just a few of, of the, the responses that we got when we asked that question. But there, there are more. And there's, it's, there's so much to be thankful for, so much to remember. As we think back on uh, 2019 and years before, man, it's an amazing thing. We celebrated 90 years in ministry. And when we were putting together the video and, and all of the, uh, the pictures and everything that reminded us of where we have been in the past 90 years, there's just no other way to respond than to be thankful and to praise God for what he's done in the lives of the people in this church. So... Please, share your stories with us. We'd love to hear them, and we'd love to celebrate together. So at this point in time, I'm going to turn it over to Tom for our, our, our second item of business this morning. And here we go. Thank you. So we have two recommendations from the elders that we're voting on as a congregation this morning. I hope that if you're a member of the church, you had the chance to sign in and you received the ballot. Uh, the first recommendation is that the elders recommend that the 2020 budget be $616,092 as detailed in the December 8, 2019 letter to the congregation. Is there anyone that would like to make a motion to accept this recommendation of the elders? Okay, thank you. And is there support? Okay, you may mark your ballot on that item. The second recommendation from the elders is that the elders recommend that the church lease out the Quincy Street property for farming each year at a rate not less than 5% below the most recent Michigan cropland average rental value published by the USDA. This leasing will continue each year until the congregation takes some other action regarding the use of the property. Is there anyone who would like to make a motion to accept that recommendation of the elders? And is there support? Please mark your ballots, and then when you're ready, if you would pass them toward the center. And deacons, I would like to invite you to come at this time and collect the ballots as they're passed toward the center. I'm Doug Pepe. I'm one of the elders here, and um, 
I'm just thankful that this is my church. Our desire here at First Baptist Church of Zealand is to live our lives in such a way that it honors the Lord. And we use the Bible as our sole authority. Honoring the Lord includes the way we approach money and the resources he has entrusted to us. This morning I have um, an opportunity to give an update on where we are with our debt, uh, the debt specific to 53 acres of land that our church decided to purchase in 2003. At that time, uh, the decision was made and we um, committed $875,000 to purchase that land. Today, we are very close to completing uh, that uh, acquisition and owning it full, uh, free and clear. I want to remind ourselves of a few scriptures before I give the details of that and the challenge for the congregation this morning. A few years back, Carrie and I were able to uh, conduct uh, uh, some Bible studies using the Crown Financial uh, Bible study material. Many of you um, were in those Bible studies with us. And we learned several things. And one of the things we learned was that um, the Bible speaks uh, quite a bit about money. And as Pastor Jeremy mentioned this morning and shared with us, um, it is uh, a very crucial piece, a key to our operation and, and the way we live, but it's something that we shouldn't hold so close. 1 Corinthians 10.26 says that everything belongs to the, to the Lord. For the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. That includes everything that you have, everything I have, everything we have, including the land. He is the giver of everything, good and perfect, like Pastor Jeremy reminded us this morning. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Debt often enslaves us. Proverbs 22.7 says, the borrower is servant to the lender. Stewardship requires faithfulness. 1 Corinthians 4.2 says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. We are thankful to God how he has graciously met our needs, and we look forward to his continued grace. Elders have been praying for God to supply what is needed to pay off our current debt. And I know that our entire congregation has as well. I'd like to thank you personally for your faithfulness in this matter. It was a big, a big ask to, at the end of the year, say, please uh, commit to give towards our debt retirement. Well, I'm coming again here to say we're almost there and I'm going to ask again. <laughs> so here are the details. Our final loan payment is due on June 12, 2020. This is a balloon payment, so um, at this point we will have um, an amount at the end of that payment to pay or refinance. Elders believe the Lord is leading us to pay off this debt completely at this time. The remaining balance on the loan is $71,692. We have $10,835 budgeted 
in uh, this year's budget. So that leaves us with a challenge of $60,000. It is our desire to eliminate this debt, as I've said, and the goal is $60,000. We'd like to challenge you and um, challenge ourselves uh, to raise this money by the end of April so that we would be able to completely pay off this debt before the payment is due. So you ask me, what, what is your role? We ask you, elders ask you to continue to pray specifically how God would have you participate in retiring this debt. Here are a few ways you can pray. Thank God for his gracious blessings. Commit all that you have to the Lord and his purposes. Ask God how he desires you and your family to use your resources to meet this need. Pray for God to supply this need as he desires through the giving of others. We ask you to participate. As elders, we are committed to this personally, and we continue to seek God's wisdom and direction in this matter. I plan to, or Pastor Tom or one of the other elders, will keep the congregation informed on a bi-monthly basis as we work towards this goal. You can always look in your bulletin to take a, um, a check on what the last week's giving was for debt retirement. And uh, we look forward to seeing what the Lord is going to do in this matter. If you have any questions, please feel free to uh, grab me. Uh, I'm happy to talk about this. Pastor Tom, um, Mark Walters, our chairman, uh, any one of the members of our elder team, uh, we'd be happy to discuss any details or matters that you um, might, uh, might be interested in. So $60,000 by the end of April 2020. Let me divide that out a little bit. Um, you know, if we have, uh, um, uh, I would say, uh, typically, we have about 117 families in the church or giving units. If I simply divide that by 100, that's about $600 per family uh, or giving unit. But that doesn't mean that I'm asking you to give $600. Um, that's between you and the Lord. Some may be able to give more. You may be able to give 6000 You may only be able to give $6. But please, I ask in this matter, uh, consider it, pray about it, and I look forward to seeing what the Lord's going to do. Thank you. With that, we're going to hand out a, um, a 2020 debt retirement prayer card. You can put this in your Bible and just make this a matter of prayer. As much as anything, we want this to be a spiritual endeavor for us. Uh, it's really easy to say sometimes, I can do this, right? <laughs> We want to be able to say, God, what would you have us do? God, how can we be involved in what you have called us to do? Because um, everything we have, as Doug said, belongs to the Lord, and we are simply stewards that God has um, placed those resources with. And so we, we trust that as you pray, God will lead you in uh, the way that you should go. Uh, really briefly, I want to talk about where we're headed for this next year. Uh, Cameron, Cameron mentioned um, over the uh, when, when he was talking, that over the past six months or so, we've been talking about what does it mean to be a people of the word and people of prayer. And, and I will say, uh, I, I've had great conversations with many of you about how God is showing you things in his word, about how some of your prayer lives have just really grown. And, and I, I want to keep that 
idea and that emphasis, but I want to frame it a little bit differently as we head into 2019. It comes back to this. It comes back to the phrase, abide in me. Jesus says in, in John 15, I'm the true vine. My father is the vineyard keeper. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes. He prunes every branch that produces fruits so that will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken in you um, or to you. Remain in me and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. And then he goes into this passage, which many of you might know. I'm the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit because apart from me you can do nothing you can do nothing I can do nothing apart from God and so as we continue our study through various uh, books of the Bible and through various things this, this year what I really want to encourage us and myself included is what does it mean for me to abide in Christ today not to live out of a performance mindset not to live out of a duty mindset but to say God I want to know you and I want you to live through me so that my life would produce much fruit. I said a couple weeks ago, fruit is not for the fruit bearer. Fruit is for the glory of God, and it's for the people around. We want to be a people who, when others encounter us, they would experience Christ. We want to be people who hold out the good news of the gospel to people who are in need because we were once in need ourselves. And in fact, we are in daily need of Christ to, to live in and through us so that we bear fruit. And so uh, th that's kind of where we're headed in the midst of, uh, of other things. We're gonna be studying James for a little while. We're, God willing, going to be studying some more stuff on prayer. We're gonna be studying together um, the Psalms of Ascent, I believe, in the summer. We're working on a special series in Ecclesiastes for the fall. And so there's a lot of things coming up. But what matters is right now. And as you go into Monday, you become a person who, by God's grace, abides in Christ, who remains with Christ, who says in the middle of whatever you're facing, God, I want to know you. That's what we want to be about here. Mark is going to come in, in just a moment here. Um, one more thing and Mark can come. Um, Abiding relationships look like this. They, they look like um, having healthy spiritual practices in your life, reading the Bible prayer. It, it looks like having good relationships with people of God, people who can speak into your life and who can challenge you in where your walk is at, because all of us need encouragement and correction from one time to another. It also includes serving as God has gifted you and as God is leading you. So I encourage you as we enter, I guess we're already here, as we uh, continue through January of 2019, seek to know God personally. Seek to know God intimately. Ask God, God, who have you placed in my life that I can be an encouragement to? Ask God, God, how would you have me serve the body of Christ and our community at large? Mark is gonna lead us in prayer now and then I'll dismiss us when we're done. All right, church, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, Father, we give you such thanks to think that you loved us while we were yet sinful. And you displayed that through giving Jesus to be our sacrifice on a cross. Father, thank you for the truth of your word. 
that is still real and relevant for today. Father, thank you for an indwelling Holy Spirit who leads and guides us in all things. Father, thank you for this congregation. Um, what a joy to fellowship here and to be a part of, to sing praises together. Um, this morning we sang, the first song was, You Will Do Great Things. And Father, we seek um, to give you great honor and great glory and to see what things you will do in our church this year. And Father, we're praying about this debt, and you know our desire is to be free from that. And we're asking you, Father, for this money. And yet, Father, it's not just about money. It's about trusting you. It's about provision. It's about searching our hearts to see that everything belongs to you and that we're willing to give to you generously. It's about trusting you. It's about faith. It's about stewardship. And so, Father, we give this to you. Would you meet our need and show yourself to us as the great and the mighty God? And then, Father, we voted on a budget this morning, and, and it just seems like we're talking about money, but, Father, it, it takes money to operate here. And, Father, um, I pray that even in this year that we would be able to meet our budget and that we would give faithfully so that we can reach people not only in our community of Zealand and around us here, but as we support missionaries and we send the gospel around the world to know Christ and to make him known. And so, Father, we give even our budget to you. And, Father, um, I want to thank you for um, this year of ministry that lies ahead of us as a church and Father, um, we seek to bring you great honor and glory. We seek to be true to your word. Uh, Father, I pray that as a church that we would have hearts that would desire to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those around us. Father, let us be a lighthouse in this community this year. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Mark. Um, thank you so much for worshiping with us today. I know this is kind of a little different morning than, than what we normally do, but we want to keep you well informed, and please, uh, we are willing and, and ready to have any conversations that you might want to have with us. Um, so please let us know if we can uh, help you in any way or, or answer any question or walk with you through anything. Um, I want to, just before I dismiss you, I want to ask our children's workers to go ahead and get up, and I encourage them, since we're running a couple minutes over, to, uh, to go to their classes to get ready uh, for the, the crazy that is about to ensue. Um, I'm so thankful for our, our children's ministry team and our children's ministry workers. They give so much of their time and their resources to help love kids. Um, we were talking on staff uh, earlier this week, and someone was sharing how they came to know Christ through ministry in the second hour um, years ago. And I'm, I'm just so thankful that we have this time to build the Word of God further into kids and to engage them more on a personal level. And if you, if you have any interest in, in doing that, we would love to have you um, consider prayerfully joining that team. Would you join me by standing? And I will conclude with this. The book of Jude, verse 24, says this. 
Now to him who is able to protect you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. You are dismissed.